The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of another one that Sports Talk, Loving That Sports Talk. And we got a great week, the Super Bowl week, and I got my co-host, Terry Jackson. You there, Terry? I'm here, love. Well, Super Bowl week, but Terry, we got a great guest on the line. Uh, one of the coaches, I think, the best coach that made me succeed in life to what I was on the field and off the field. You know, he was my receiver coach back at the University of Wyoming in 86-87, and now he's back at um, Wyoming as the offensive coordinator. Coach Brandon, are you there? Good, James. How are you? Good. How are you doing today, Coach? Doing great. Signing day. Signing day. Well, I know you're busy and all like that, but I just want you to get you on the line and just you know, um, well, you worked with Wyoming, had a great season this year. You could talk a little bit about that. And then give us your pick for Super Bowl. <laughs> well, the Super Bowl, I don't know about I I'll pick, uh, oh, boy, that's a tough one, man. That's, I think it's going to be a heck of a game. Um, I think probably the Giants, uh, probably go with the Giants, but uh, I could very easily go with the Patriots, too. So I'll just uh, be wishy-washy. <laughs> So you guys had a great season this year, you know, from last year, turning around and, and looking up upwards now. Yeah, we're we're headed in the right direction. Uh, I think getting eight wins uh, last season was uh, pretty good for that team. Uh, you know, especially uh, some of those road wins at Air Force, San Diego, CSU, all on the road. And uh, it's not uh, not easy to win uh, college football games on the road. Uh, you probably remember those days, love, but... Um, yeah, the, I think we're going in the right direction and, uh, uh, you know, about to sign a good class and uh, get it cranked up again for uh, next fall. That's good. And, and like you say, you know, that offense you bring in is a, is, a, is one of the offenses um, we love to have, you know. It's great. And uh, is that hard to coach? Uh, no, actually, it's pretty uh, easy to coach. It's fun to coach. I, I think, uh, you know, there's some things in it uh, that give us uh, – I think advantages against uh, teams that might be better than us on paper, um, just because we have the opportunity to to get guys open in space, and um, you know I think it's a it's a quarterback oriented system. Uh, if you got a good trigger man, and that's probably true in any offense, but I think it really shows up in our system if you've got a guy that can uh, you know throw completions and get out of trouble with his feet and make plays with his feet. Uh, it really uh, it helps in our system that way. Yeah, I know when we was uh, you was coaching us, you always uh, em- emphasized blocking, blocking. <laughs> How important that is for the receiver, though. Well, I tell you what, I had, I had a rule, and you probably remember it, James: no blocking, no catchy. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, we stress uh, 
we stress that with our guys that, uh, uh, you know, and uh, I think uh, receivers that, that block uh, well uh, and take pride in that, it's a direct reflection of their commitment to the team. And uh, uh, to get out there and uh, uh, on the perimeter and, and get, in, get in front of guys, that a lot of those guys that they're blocking are bigger and more physical. And uh, I think it's a, it's a, there, there's some te- technique involved, obviously, but it really comes down to tenacity and guts and just good old-fashioned wanting to get it done out there. Um, and we, we really stress that. And, you know, and blocking can lead to touchdowns, and you don't know if the back breaks the line of scrimmage or anything. So no question. It's important. Because I know you're busy, but thanks for taking the time out the call. Glad that you get you on your show, pal. All right. Good to be with you guys. Uh, yeah, we'll go. Okay, see you, James. Yeah, that's there. I am. You know, I see that in the NFL. You know, receivers that blocks downfield, they don't know when the back is going to come and score. You know that as being a running back there. Right. You got to keep them going. You know, it really oh. looks bad on film when, when when you don't make that block. <laughs> when you get you ever mad? Were you ever mad when um, you got downfield and running and the receiver didn't block and you could have scored a touchdown? Oh yeah. Well. Love, I just tried to run over everybody. It didn't matter. <laughs> you, you know, that's funny when you say that, Terry. We always talk. But um, your mentality, you think you just like, you know, you see running backs run out of bounds or fall down. And what you say, when you want to run over, you just ran over. Why was that, Terry? Well, uh, you know, what I tried to do was um, I tried to make it hard for those guys to want to tackle me later on in the game. I mean, you try to set the tone. Um, but that has its ups, it has its downs. When you're when you're running people over uh, on a, on a consistent basis, you don't hang on to the ball like you're supposed to. And uh, there was a couple of games when I was doing that because uh, I, I got angry and, and was trying to run people over and, and ended up losing the ball. But um, it has its advantages as well. Um, those guys, after they get pounded enough times, you know, during that first half, they're they're kind of reluctant to want to uh, try and put a hit on you later on in the game. Um, did that have a lot of wear and tear on you as a running back, or you know, did you think you were wearing them out, you know, in the long run? Well, I thought I was wearing them out in the long run because I was prepared for that. You know, I mean, that was my style uh, of play, and I think when you're when you're prepared for that kind of thing, and that's what you're sitting out to do, um, you know, you, you you train your body that way. You, you you have that mental aspect of I'm gonna I'm gonna run these guys over and punish these guys, and then make it easier on myself later on. You know, and, and, and did that come from work, work habits, Terry? You know, I'm, I'm asking these questions because we, I'm gonna take it in another direction, but did that come from your workout habits? You know, did you always do that in practice, you know, always run them over, or did you, you know, take it easy? No, the whistle was blown an awful, uh, a lot of times awful early in practice. <laughs> One, because they didn't want me to get hurt, and probably because they didn't want me hurting anybody else, uh, on, on the scout team, but, that's just something that I, I, I did, and I, I don't think I, I realized I was doing it until, until later on in the season, but I always ran hard as a running back. And, you know, you, you would take these hits or you would, you would give these hits to the defensive backs or the linebackers, uh, stuff like that, because you were just running hard trying to get extra yards. Um, but later on in the game, I found that it took a toll on those guys, and that's, a lot of times that's when I uh, was able to break off on, you know, some, some long runs because... Uh, you'd wear them down, and then when you're coming full speed at them, those defensive backs uh, don't want to don't want that punishment. 
You know, and I told you I was coming in with this, Terry, and I wanted to ask you. I seen a special. I watched T.O., Terrell Owens, the other day, and he was speaking about there's no NFL team that want to pick him up, but his workout habits and, and practice and all that is excellent. You know, and that's why I was bringing you up to this. You know, for a player, the workout habits and practice are excellent, and in, in the game, what is it about him? Well, Love, you, you've got to be more than that. Um, you can be a great athlete. You can be as great of an athlete as you want to be, uh, but if you don't have, um, you know, the, the sportsmanship, number one, it's, it's, it's the team first, me second attitude, you're not going to go very far. I, I, if Michael Jordan had that attitude, uh, how far do you think he would, he would have gone? Uh, being as great of a player as he is, um, you look at all the great running backs that are, um, or, or, or people that are up there right now, they were teammates. They, they had a great team, and it was team first. Um, look at the dynasties that have, have, have formed um, with the Cowboys, with um, the uh, Steelers. Those guys were great teams, and, and, and it wasn't a one person, you know, all about me, give me the ball. And I think that's what stopped the T.O., is that, you know, he's had so much drama in the past that it doesn't matter what his work ethic is like. Nobody wants to take a chance on him. You think that changed in the NFL now? Because you know, back in the days, you'd have all these um, players getting in trouble, bad boy. But they, the coaches like put up with it because they were great players. I mean, there are so many great players that you know, like Dennis Rodman, his antics they put up with. Uh, I don't know any other names right offhand, but you know, when you have a great player, would you put up with that just to win? Well, no. And I mean, I think we got to realize, uh, talk about Dennis Rodman for a minute. Dennis Rodman was was very basketball knowledgeable, um, and 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 he he was very smart. And his antics, I, I think, the stuff that he did on the court wasn't necessarily aimed toward his team or to hurt his team, but it was in order to get under some of the other team's skin. Um, to To is uh, I need the ball, and and if they're losing, he's angry. He he doesn't sit there and see what he could do better or. Or, or what he can do to help the team, it's it's all because he didn't get the ball, and, and then he wants to take it another level and and speak out publicly on it and negatively on it and so on and so forth. And I don't think teams want that because it's it's like a virus; it will come in and and it'll divide, and uh, you can't you can't win a championship or, or or come together as a team when 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 you're divided like that. And that's the kind of thing that Teal's antics would do. Well, do you think? T.O. Antics, and another player I'm already bringing up, that's why I'm giving you all this, Terry, to go into it, but do you think the Antics, what they did before, now it's starting to catch up with them, like Chad Ochocinco. Look at him, a great player, but look, he can't even get on the field now. I mean, it's just like what they did in the past. You know, I guess teams got tired of it and on it, and now, but they still can play, Terry. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Why no one's going to take a chance on them? They still can play. Well, because I, I don't think that, that these teams want that. I don't think they want to take a chance on that. They, you know, it's not, um, they don't want to take a chance on one guy ruining, you know, the other 53. And that's the kind of thing that will happen. If he don't take all of them, he's going to take one or two of them. And, I mean, it's a business. And these guys are getting paid good money to, to get out there and perform. They don't need that extracurricular stuff. Um, going on, I'm I'm surprised at how well uh, Pac-Man Jones has done um, because he was in the media and in the news all the time. He was in bar fights and 
and stuff like that. But he has, uh, I think he's taking his chance and run with it because I think he's doing well. Well, yeah, you say that, you know, but they still, a lot of teams still took a chance on him. He went to Dallas, remember that? And then he still got himself in Dallas in a, in a, in a club. And then he went to, uh, with a Cincinnati he's with now? Yeah. He's with Cincinnati. And he's still doing things and, you know, and teams taking a chance on him because he's a great player, right? Yeah. Why not T.O.? Why not Ocho? Why not, you know, Randy Moss? Look at Randy Moss. He's sitting at home and what he did, you know, not working hard in the game when the ball ain't coming to him and all that. That's just catching up, but they still great players that can play. Yeah, but they choose not to, and and that's that's their decision. I mean, nobody's gonna. They these guys seem to want something for nothing. It's it's all about me, and and you can't do that, love. You got to be team first, and that's what I think these these uh, these coaches and and guys don't want to put up with. I mean, if you can't be a team player, I mean, they're looking at the all around. Uh, the all-around ball game now. It, it's not just a matter of how good you are. Well, let me ask you this: uh, You said a team when when the, when the ball game's on the line and you and you running when you was playing. Who who wants the ball? You, right? I wanted the ball absolutely. Right. So is that that's saying that you know is you right? And that's what T.O. them saying, right? I'm the best. Give me the ball. I'm gonna make it happen, right? To a certain extent, is yeah. That not a team player, or is that somebody that's being an individual? Well, we could say the same thing about Michael Jordan, okay? We could say the same thing about Kobe Bryant. We can go on forever and ever. But the bottom line is, is that great players want to make plays. They want that on their shoulders to to, to be successful, to win. Um, I was watching, uh, it was on NBA, it was Charles Barkley and uh, Chris Webber and Shaq and all those guys, and they had that, that special. And Charles talked about that. He said... Great players want that. Um, that's you know they're 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 willing to take that responsibility. But if you're willing to take that responsibility and you're not given that responsibility, and then you want to blame somebody for it, there's no place for that. That's not supposed to be out in the media. That's something that you and the coach need to go back and talk about. And those are that's the difference between the tos and the Chad Ochocinco's. They want to get on their soapbox. And start talking about those kinds of things, and, and it ruins the team. Regardless to whether they want the ball or they want that chance, it's up to the coach to put that together and, and to say who's going to get that. You know, Terry, hold that thought. I got another question. What you just said, and we'll just take a break, and then when we come back, um, uh, I got this other question for you. You know, this is good. I like what you're saying, Terry. All right. Uh, this is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and my co-host Terry Jackson, TJ, on the line. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. 
We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. I co-host T. Jackson on the line. You that, Terry? I'm here. No, you had a good point when we were going to break, and you were talking about, you know, great players want the ball in their hand. And and that's all T.O. did, Terry. In the, in the crucial game, he wants the ball, and the coaches weren't giving him the ball. So that's why he acted that way. That's why uh, Ocho Cinco acted that way. That's why Randy Moore, you know, like, hey, throw the ball up. I want to catch it. I want the ball. Why is that so different from them, Terry? Well, because, like, you know, like I said, I think they get on TV and they start talking about it, and they're showing – you know their emotions and, and everything, and, and they're they're kind of throwing blame, and that's not what what being a team is all about. I mean, you win and you lose as a team. Um, that's something that Ocho and To should be sitting back with their coaches talking about. And if the coaches decide that yeah they made a mistake or they should have done this, that's one thing. But you don't uh, you don't put it out in the in the street, basically. You know, and I think that's what they did. And and. Was it because they wanted to win, or was it because they were angry and, and, and selfish? I mean, it can go both ways, but I guess it depends on who you talk to because we weren't in that locker room, so we don't really know, um, but we just see the you know, the result of it. You know, uh, we, got, we got a caller on the line, Eric Glover. You there, Eric? Yes, I am. How you doing, Eric? Eric from San Diego. How you been, Eric? I'm doing good, James. How you doing today? Doing good. Got Terry on the line, Eric, so... And we were kind of discussing why T.O. can't get picked up and all these guys that still can play, and none of the teams want him. You know, I've seen a special on him, and he's crying about, you know, he can do this and that. What's your take on that, Eric? Hey, you know what that gentleman Terry just said? He hit the nail on the head. You know what? People are tired of him being a distraction in the locker room. You know, it's it's about the team. It's not about the individual. And um, like I said, people are tired of it. You know, they want they want team chemistry, and it's it's like if he doesn't get the ball, or if, it's like he's that little kid. You know, when we were growing up, if he don't get the play, he's gonna take his ball and go home. Yeah. So, so that's kind of his mindset. You know, it's like he's not getting the ball, or he's not getting his catches, so he's gonna act out in a negative fashion, which doesn't benefit the team in you know the long run. Go ahead, Terry. Oh, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, you, you look at uh, Fitzgerald, for instance, quiet guy, very good receiver. Um, 
he doesn't he doesn't give off that attitude. There's a lot of good receivers, great receivers, go to guys that don't give off that attitude, but they're out there working every day. I mean, yeah, you know, they'll get a little upset, put their head down, or or or, or say something when when a pass when they were open and and it's third and you know third and eight. And, and the ball's not thrown to them, but they're not sitting back on TV like these other two that we're talking about, you know, um, screaming and hollering about it. That, that's not the way it is. And if those guys can do that, T.O. and Ocho Cinco, they, they can do it as well. Well, Eric and Perry, the thing I'm, I'm, I'm asking the question is, like, if you got one piece of puzzle that you need to and will take you to the championship, maybe win the Super Bowl, and it's like a receiver that you need, like in a T.O. or a Redding Mall, why won't you pick him up? I mean, is it about winners? Yeah. Well, it is. At the end of the day, everybody judged on the win. But also, you also want team chemistry. And, and let me give you an example, which is kind of on the subject, but all. I love a good game. And I'm stuck in between the Super Bowl right now. And the only thing that stops me from cheering for New England, which I would love to see Brady win because I think he's one of the greatest to ever play. But the one factor that stops me from cheering for the Patriots is Chad Johnson on that pick. And if you think he's, you know, one of those guys right now, imagine him with a Super Bowl ring that he had nothing to do with. Just imagine how big or how large, larger his eagle would be. So at the end of the day, yeah, you you do want that that last puzzle piece, but also you want those puzzle pieces to to fit. You know, you don't want to stick a a, a square in a peg shape. You follow me? Yeah. Yeah. But so, Glover, I mean, cut y'all, but isn't that what happened with the Bulls? You know, go from about that one piece with Dennis Rodman. He was a bad apple, but you know what I'm saying. But it's still well, yeah. what they needed to get that over that hump to win championships, right? Hey, hey, you're, you're absolutely right. Sometimes there are exceptions, and you guys, you guys, you know, you could probably help me out here. But there are exceptions to the rule. Randy Moss was a, a problem child his whole time in the NFL. He went to New England. We heard nothing from him. We heard nothing from him. Yes, Dennis Robin was a problem child in the NBA, but the larger picture was he won the championships under his belt. So what did he do? He got a championship or two, and he remained quiet. But the minute he got him, he started acting out again because now, see, he didn't need them no more. They needed him. Yeah. So, so you know, you have to look at it from the perspective of, you know, what's most important and what are you willing to do. Because think about it. A lot of owners out there, they're willing to do whatever it takes to win, you know, and, and sacrifice some of their integrity. Now, does the New England do it? No. But but you look at those franchises that we were talking earlier. You look at those franchises where, where, where those those players talk out or, or act out. You know, we like like my man said, Larry Fitzgerald. We don't hear nothing coming out of Pittsburgh except for here lately, Ben Roethlisberger. You know, because the offensive coordinator was fired. But but look at the franchises and look at the personnel and look at those that win or from an organization that has stability, we don't hear anything. But from these mom-and-pop organizations and these, you know, these, these coaches who think they're bigger than the team and the organization, that's where we hear all the rhetoric from. 
Right, and, the, and I think these coaches also let this stuff go on. I mean, you look at Bill Belichick, he's not going to allow that stuff. That's why Chad Johnson was quiet. That's why Randy Moss was quiet, because they came in knowing, look, this is team first. It's not all about you. And and, and they didn't, didn't hear him. They, they went out there and played, and Randy had one of his best years that he ever had in the NFL was with New England, okay? But I think that that, that foundation was already set, and, 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 and it was recorded. Look, this is the way this is going to be, Randy. You can live with it, or you can, we can live without it. I'll bet you that's what happened. And that's why you don't hear much from those guys when they're playing with those different organizations. Same thing with the Bulls. Phil Jackson had that thing already set. Not only that, you got a Michael Jordan on that team, a coach on the floor, who's like, look, this is all about winning championships, Dennis. We don't have time for that. Now, Dennis had a few antics here and there, but it was under control. It was nothing that ever got out of control when he was with Chicago. And, and that's why he was successful. You're right. What we're going to do with Eric and um, Terry, we got a caller on hold, and then we're going to go to a question from one of the listeners. Caller, Kayla, you there? Yes. How you doing today? Hello? Hello? How you doing today? I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? <laughs> you need the key to turn something down. Hello? You got to turn, you got the computer on or something, you have to turn it down. It's turned down. Okay. How you doing today, Kayla? I'm good. It's KK. KK. Okay, KK. I was just about ready to read your uh, message, but go ahead. You want to tell us what's your question today for? Yeah. Um, I wanted to know how far you guys thought the Lakers were going to go. Uh, well, well, I'll start off, KK. Well, first, KK, you from Phoenix, Arizona, right? Yes. Uh, it's nice and hot out there. I think the Lakers are done. I think this is another year that um, Kobe's going to get frustrated and he's going to be ready to leave next year. And they're going to have to do some trade him next year and get rid of him. So I think, you know, they'll get to the playoff. Other than that, the team is just destroyed right now. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Terry. Well, I think the Lakers are, are, are great with Kobe Bryant. Um, without Kobe Bryant, they're they're going to be just mediocre um, and granted Kobe's getting up there in age uh, but he's still a player and, and, and that can get you 40 points anytime he wants to um, if that team is not being built around Kobe Bryant that team's going to fall well uh, did you hear what was coming out today about the Lakers thinking about picking up Gilbert Arenas no no I didn't hear that yeah they're talking about Gilbert Arenas is out there, and, and teams are uh, buying for his uh, talent. Here's the thing with the Lakers: are, are they still a top, top, top team yet? As long as Kobe's there, did it hurt them when they got rid of Lamar Odom? Yeah. But you know what? They still got Paul Gasol. They still have Bynum when he's healthy, and they still have Kobe. The one thing that hurts the Lakers is their guard play. I love Derek Fisher. I love what he's done for the game, but he's old. Yep. He's old. And every time they go up against one of these teams with like a Chris Paul guard or a small, fast guard, it exposes Derek Fisher. Yep. Now, if, if they find a guard, I think they're back in the contention for the West. But with Fisher's the point guard and what they have on the bench, they're in the middle of the pack. And, and real quick, I think also, you know, um, 
Lamar Odom offset that that problem, that issue that they're having right now with the guard, and I think it hurt them mentally as well. And I think that they're, they're still suffering behind that because Lamar Odom was a staple there in L.A. And when they uprooted him, I think that that just shook up the whole team. Are you a Laker fan? Yes. Oh, oh boy, you should be a Chicago Bulls fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. Well, you guys, I'm, I'm not a big um, basketball fan. I just like the Lakers. Oh, you just like the Lakers, huh? You have yeah. another question, KK? You want me to read it off, or you want to tell the listeners your other question? Um, I have, I have one more question. Go ahead. You have um, the floor. What do you guys think about the Cincinnati Bengals next year? About <laughs> what? The Cincinnati Bengals. You know what? They had a great season this year. You know, they building. They got a young quarterback, young team. You know, and I think, you know, um, next year they should get the playoff, you know, and maybe go a little further, one or two games, but not Super Bowl within another two years, KK. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think about the same thing. I, I really like the quarterback in, in Dalton, but uh, I, I worry about those slumps that those sophomores go to. Um, and and I think he's going to have one. Um, he's still got a long ways to go, but but they're building. Yeah, I think they're going in like you guys said. I think they're going in the right direction. See what they pick up in the draft, but I think they're about two two good years away from uh, making a run at it. Thank you, KK, for calling in and tell your mom uh, go Pittsburgh. <laughs> hey, I'm right here, James. How you doing? I have a comment to make in regards to the email. Why women, um, why men don't like women to watch football games? Oh yeah. yeah. What was that question? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. I, I'm offended by that one. You know, there's, a lot, there's a lot of men out there who don't know a lot about football, but I could probably teach them a thing or two. <laughs> I told you, love. I tried to tell you that was dangerous. <laughs> but, but you know what? You probably could, but I tell you what, the Pittsburgh loft is different. I don't even want to talk about it no more. <laughs> yeah, you have to bring up old stuff. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> you have a question for us, Tiki? What's that? You have a question for the list for us? That was it. That was my comment. I'm good. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. You all go. Guy, there was um, she had another question. I guess we might well hit it too. I think we went through a break, but the question was, what do we think about Kobe Bryant um, divorce? You know, well, I, I think that you know we got to let these guys have their personal lives. Um, I don't really think much about it. I think it's it's it is what it is. Uh, it's a given. Do I think it's affecting him? Absolutely so, because that's real life. Uh, basketball is just a game. And any time you go through something like that, I think it's going to have some kind of an effect on you and your play. Um, but I think those guys are entitled to some privacy as well. And um, I, I hate to see that being, you know, put out there in the in the media like it is. But again, they're superstars. What can you do? Um, you know what? I'm gonna be good today. Uh, you know what is sad? Any any time. You know, kids' parents break up is, is a sad thing for the kids' sake. You know, and, and I'll leave it at that. Hey, well, well, Eric and uh, Terry, aren't these players divorced? Mostly, someone is blamed by the media. You know, them been all in their business and following them and finding out little things. Don't you think that's half the blame of them getting divorced? 
Well, I, 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 you can't say one thing's to blame, one thing's not to blame. These guys are in the spotlight, man, and everything they do is up front. And they know that going in. You take a Kobe Bryant with the caliber of player that he is, is going to be a Hall of Fame player, you know right now that you can't do some of the things that some of the other players are doing. You just can't do it. Um, and, and they know that going in. So I, I can't sit there and say that the media is to blame. I mean, the media puts it in the forefront like they do everything else. But you as a person, you got to know better. My, my, only, my, my problem is this right here. Everything you just said is correct, 100%. But it's like this. They want the more noticeable they are, the more we can recognize, the more they sell. So why should they get a pass when something happens? Like normal people, hey, it's a divorce. Everybody, a lot of people go through divorces. You know, they want us to be there as they're getting fame, but mm-hmm. then they want to lock people out on certain issues, which they shouldn't be locked out on. Mm-hmm. You know, hold that thought, Eric. We're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to take a quick break and then finish that, Eric. And then I got a question for you guys, too, on what you just said, Eric and Terry. But this is Jack Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, co-host Terry Jackson. We got Eric Loving from San Diego on the line. We'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports have we got a high energy all access sports show for you it's outside the huddle starring lemond williams each week join lemond as he takes callers discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. (laughs) 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. James Logan, host of Logan Sports Talk, and co-host Terry Jackson, and Eric Lowe from San Diego. Eric, go ahead and finish what you were saying. Sorry about cutting you off for the break. Oh, no, it's fine. No, all I was saying was, as a, as a, as an athlete, you want the, you want the notoriety. As you're trying to climb up the ladder, you want, you want the, you want all the fame. Because the more fame, the more you sell, the more you make. But then it's like, once, once they get to the top, now they want their privacy. You know, it's like they'll do everything it takes to get the people to love them. Then once they fall in love with them, now they don't want people to love them anymore. It's like you sell your soul, you know, and now you want to be this private, reserved person. Yeah, what's going on with Kobe is, is a tragic. What happened to Tiger Woods? It's a tragedy, but guess what? They did it to themselves. They did it to themselves. Like, like Terry said, once you get in the limelight like that, there's certain sacrifices you have to make. And they weren't willing to make them sacrifices, so guess what? They're sacrificing their family and some of that money they made. It's a yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah. But Eric, take Terry, ask me this. Uh, Michael no, I think I talked to Terry about this one. When the season's over with, you know, why are you still under the limelight of that team to do what you, to do right? Isn't that your time, you know, season over, you can do whatever you want, you know what I'm saying? Isn't that your time? But they say you still on the content no matter what until you know, and you still got to do the what the um, NFL, NBA have in their um, their conduct. Of being Look, these, guys, these guys are working, man. Okay, it's no different than me or you. I work. I'm, I'm a law enforcement person. Okay, and 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 I have to maintain what it is that I have to maintain throughout, whether I'm working or whether I'm not working, because I'm held to a higher standard. Okay, that's just a given. No matter whether I'm off or whether I'm on the clock, these guys are getting paid by the NBA all year round. They're under contract. They still have to abide by what they're supposed to abide by, all their rules and regulations. Regardless, they're still getting paid. It doesn't matter whether it's in season or not. But, yeah, I agree with that. And, and they know this going in. That's the problem that I have with it, is that they know this going in. So they know what to expect. So they don't get there three, four years and then say, oh, well, I, you know, I don't like this part of it. It's not an option. I, hey, I agree. You know what, I might go to a spot, but I agree 100% with what, what Terry just said. 100%. It's like, here it is. I'm Joe Aspen. The multi-million. Why should I be held or why should they be held? on a different playing field than normal working people. Like Terry said, in his job, if he go out and get drunk or if he go out and act obnoxious or do something that's detrimental, he'll be, he'll be held accountable. So why shouldn't they be? You know, people, sad to say, people look up to these people. People look up to these athletes. And, and, and they're making a whole lot of money. And it's sad to say they don't want to be held accountable for their actions. It's sad, you know. But but Eric and Terry, so what you're saying is when Terry's not on duty or these athletes not playing, 
they can't go out and have five beers. They can only have one or two. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying we can't go out and get DUIs. We can't go out and get put in jail, public intoxication. We can't go out and get in bar fights, okay? There's nothing wrong with anybody going and having a drink, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is you can't take it too extreme, okay, because you're going to be held to that standard. I go out and get a DUI, I lose my job. One of my uh, uh, major things is I have to be able to drive a car. Right. You know, if I go out and get into a, an SVP assault my wife or, or one of my kids and I can't own a gun, I have to carry a gun for a living. Okay? So it, it, it's that kind of thing. That's not saying that you can't go out and have a good time, but you have to do it well within reason. I, but I don't I there. No, I'm just saying I'm, I'm agreeing everything he just said I agree with. I mean, why should they get a pass? Because of who they are, you know what I'm saying. As a as a as a peace officer, Carrie doesn't get a pass. As a teacher, Sandra doesn't get a pass. As a doctor, Joe doesn't get a pass. So so why should an athlete or an entertainer get a pass? I mean I mean sad to say, we're paying their salary. So why <laughs> should they Why should they get more because of? Yeah, you know. But you I, I don't know, think that's right. You know, back in the day, and it, I think it just started changing in the recent years. Those athletes were getting away with a lot of stuff, and because they were the big name and they wanted to play. But now I think it's starting to catch up, and they said, "Hey, we ain't letting you guys go with this game." But there's still some that you know the, the greatest players are still getting, you know, in the way with things, right? Isn't that our society? To a certain extent, love. But those days are coming to an end. You start looking at these coaches that are sexually assaulting these kids. You know, these big name Penn State. Uh, now what's popping up all over the place at, at other schools and locations is, oh, I was sexually assaulted by this coach or that coach. Those days are coming to an end. When they used to play uh, back in the day, they uh, when they go to college, who was the uh, Larry Johnson? And then when they played for UNLV, driving around in Mercedes Benz, um, these guys, eight, 19, 20-year-old kids, playing in, 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 in Las Vegas. Those days are over with now. And yeah, they used to get away with a lot of that stuff. But you can't do that anymore. You can't do that anymore. You there? Yeah, I mean I'll listen, Terry, I, uh, I agree. But but let me let me let me let me let me disagree just a little. Everything was right. And and it's not as open as it used to be. But in them large programs, it's still going there's still on. things going on. Absolutely, in the large it is. All those programs out there that are winning and continuing to win and continue to win, remember, it's a, it's a vicious circle. You know, yep. the SCs and Ohio State and the Floridas and the Miamis, they go down, and then who pops up? Alabama's, LSU's, and those programs. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's so, going so, on, and it, it hasn't stopped. You just don't hear about it as much. They're trying to keep it a little more quiet. But, oh, believe but, me, it's probably still going on. Yeah, but the sad part about it, which was sad and everything that we just said is, is the, is the aspect of, of education, you know. And it, and it went from, you know, them guys being judged on a different set by a different standard, you know. So... Yeah. What, what I'm saying is this right here is those guys 
because we were talking about DUIs and, and, and the whole the, the character issue. You know, it's like those guys, they got to take into consideration the people that are watching, the, the kids and things like that. You know, and, and they don't stop to think about that. You know, yeah, Eric, I know what you're saying, Eric and Terry, but if you see, like you say, um, Eric and Terry, like that Penn State thing came up, then you see all these people coming out with all these allegations. Don't you think people just following along and jumping on it? And, hey, we're going to get this program. And, you know, just some of these accusations are already starting to come out. Because, like you say, Eric, I think you said the biggest colleges, that's why something's going on that we don't know about, but they win the program. They won't mess it up. You know, isn't that? Hey, at the end of the day, it's about money. Right. Yep. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's about money. It's, the bottom line is, is, is about money. Can can we make money from it, or can we make money off of you? So so that's the end of the day. You know, now, the scandal in Penn State, you know, I don't even want to touch that one because cause, cause I think differently about that. You know, because then you get into the issue of who, what, where, when, and why, and how. You know, and it all goes back to who's the head coach. And nobody wants to touch that subject, you right. know, of, of, of the head coach being there, of the head coach being aware of what was going on, and the head coach looking the other way. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody. So well, I, don't, I don't know why they don't want to talk about it, because if it's his program, he's the one responsible for it, right? So ultimately, yeah, it's on his shoulders. So they, they can't help but right. talk about it. That's just the way it is. Okay, but then, see, the next question come after that, Terry, is, so does that tarnish his legacy? Right. Does, uh, he have an ast- does he have an asterisk or a negative symbol over his legacy as a coach? Uh-huh. I agree with so you, Eric. I think that? that's what it's about. It's about they don't want to mess up his legacy. That's why they won't get him involved. You're right, right Eric. <laughs> you yeah. know, because I'm sorry. We, we talked about character. We talked about holding people accountable. Yeah. So, so in what we're trying to do or what we're trying to say, nobody gets a pass. Nobody. Yep. You know, from from the president to the politicians to everybody is needs to be held accountable in this situation. Yep. Everybody. Because I at the end of the day, we're talking about kids. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Eric. Because there's no way. As a head coach, you don't know what's going on. Am I right? In a large program like that, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But they're not holding him accountable, are they, because of his name? They they talk they talk outside of him. It's like they put him in a box and then they talk about the Penn State program. It's like he's over here. And if you notice, I don't say his name. He's over here, <laughs> and then the program's over there. There's two separate issues. Yeah. Well, yeah, the bottom line is, is that it's it's the well-being of of, of kids, and and I would take that over any asterisk because of, of of an image or whatever. And and it takes people like that that you know that don't care about those kinds of things and make things right. And um, you know, I I think it's sad that. That they're doing it that way, but that's that's the way it is. Oh yeah, yeah I agree. But, but, see, but, but see, then it goes back to the issue 
And I always said that James know I'm wild and crazy, and I just talk about all kinds of stuff. But then that goes back to the issue of the NC2A and, and college athletes, you know, because we're still having these guys go through college and not graduate, yeah. not get their degrees. But as long as we can make money from them, it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, in one sense it's bad what happened to the kids, but the same thing is happening to these teenagers because yeah. guess what? After three or four years, if they don't make it to the pros, <laughs> they're homeless as well, or they're uneducated as well. So, yeah. so, so what do we do? You know, Eric, I'm glad you brought that up. We got Scooby online. Scooby, jump in when you want um, in, in this conversation. But um, you there, Scoop? I'm here. I'm here. Uh, jump in when you want. But, Eric, I'm glad you brought that up because I was reading how that uh, one recruit, the top recruit in the world, wanted to pick Alabama, but the mom got mad because the coach Nick Saban came and said he will go to the pros, guaranteed. But she was mad because he never came and said anything about his education. You know, did y'all hear about that? Yeah, I was, watch- about I was watching it. The mom was upset, but 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 go ahead, uh, go ahead, Scott Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was watching uh if I'm talking about the right episode, uh of the the mom who got upset where the she wanted the son to go to a different college because it was closer to home. Or yeah, it was uh in Alabama. She, she she was mad because he went to a he, he went to a different college. I don't know if it, I don't know if it was financially or just a hometown thing, so that's that 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 was the furthest that I that I that's the most that I got out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just jumped in on the conversation, guys. I just jumped in. <laughs> hey, hey, glove, Terry. Yeah, I just got in to the airport. I'm down here in lovely Denver, Colorado. Okay. <laughs> hey, Terry, what is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we talking about. Oranges, he come over here talking about, yeah, and I really like um, donuts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, school, we were talking about Nick Saber, the Alabama coach, you know, and the mom got into it. You know about that, there? No, I, I hadn't heard about it. I haven't heard about it. Well, what happened was there's a player in New Orleans. He's the top corner in the nation. Okay. And he's from New Orleans. He had verbally committed to LSU. Well, when he played in the Under Armour game, they asked him what school was he going to, and he changed his mind and put on the Alabama gloves and the Alabama hat, and just watching on TV, the mother's body language was like, are you kidding me? You cannot be serious. The mother wanted nothing to do with him going to Alabama because what James just said. You know, the first thing that came out in Nick Saban's mouth Upon the visit to the home was that, oh, yeah, your son, uh, he's, he, you know, he comes to Alabama, he's automatically going to the NFL. He didn't talk academics. He didn't say anything about the school. All he talked about was football and the NFL. And the mom, you know, she wasn't too uh, too pleased with that conversation. Okay, I did see that. I did see that. But I didn't understand. I, didn't, I probably caught just the end of it. Because I just, uh, I just saw the highlight of where she... She just kind of, she said, I mean, in fact, everybody in the family was surprised. Everybody that was standing around her. 
because she she definitely gave a look of what are you talking about, son? What are you talking about? <laughs> what's his what's his name? Scott Joseph. Hey, 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 <laughs> but it, it's been a long two weeks now since my 49ers weren't able to make it to the Super Bowl this year. Licky warm scoop, it's time to pick up and move on now. <laughs> pick up and move on. We've all had to do it. It's your turn now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Terry, for telling Scoop that. Say what we said earlier, Glover Terry, next year. <laughs> We've all had the next year speech. <laughs> well, you know what I said too, Scoop. Say next year. <laughs> hey, Scoop, the only part about it is your team making it to the playoffs is that it hurts. <laughs> it hurts a little bit more when they don't make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, let's, let's work for her. <laughs> Oh my God! Who you got, Eric? Hey, I I still got the Patriots, and my score is twenty four to seventeen. I have not changed that from what a couple weeks ago. I got the Pats beating them. Got you know what? Twenty four seventeen. I like that. I think that's you what it what? might be. I think it might be. A, I think it, I think it might be a, a a little more a little higher score. No, it might get up into the thirties. It may. It you know what? I was. I like I like the Giants' defense, their front, but I don't think uh, the Giants could beat the Patriots twice, two times in a row. But but Scooby said he liked the Patriots, so I might have to go the other way now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will go with I will go with the Forty Niners. <laughs> well, I think it's gonna be a, uh, I think the Patriots might blow them out. Yeah. Who said that? I think, it's okay. I, think, I think it might be at least two touchdowns. Hey, I told Kayla last week, look, it's about offense, you know. He keeps having all-out defense, but I just think the Giants is on the high seat right now. But like you say, Tom Brady ain't no joke if you got to let him step back and throw the ball. Right, if they don't get no pass rush. And I, I think they will. I think New York will get some pass rush. I just don't know if it's going to be enough. And And I don't know about a blowout. You know, maybe that second half might might get away from from New York, but I, I think the game is going to be fairly close because uh, the Giants do have a pretty good defense, and um, you know I, mean, I, I think they're going to get some good hits on Tom. So yeah. it's, it's just kind of a, it's a toss up for me uh, as far as the score goes, but I think that uh, New England's going to outscore them. Yeah, Forty Nine is you there? <laughs> I definitely think that they're definitely going to do they're going to do some scoring. I don't know I don't know if that pass rush is really going to get on. Uh, they, Tom Brady's not going to hold on to the ball long enough for them to for the, for them to get up the field and to get on them. Yeah, and I think their hurry up offense is going to hurt them too. So. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Hey, Glove, I think we got like a couple minutes left. You ain't never been on our show, but what do you think of that Tebow? Galen in love with Tebow. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? 
the one thing you, you have to say is Tebow is an athlete. I give him, I give him that much. He's yeah. an athlete. But but my problem my problem with with that whole situation is is that winning streak that they went on in Denver. It was the defense. It wasn't Tebow. Exactly. You know the defense was holding people to ten points, and then Tebow would drive down, and the kicker would make a field goal. Tebow didn't throw a touchdown. The kicker kicked the ball. So how's that Tebow? Exactly. The kicker kicking. He's kicking fifty yards. Didn't hear one word about that kicker. He's kicking fifty-one yard field goals, and they're mm-hmm. saying Tebow won the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm not gonna take anything from him. I think he's a he's a winner. But mm-hmm. hey, if it wasn't for that defense, yeah. and if it wasn't for that kicker, Denver wouldn't be that good. That's true. <laughs> if he was that scoop. I'm scared of that. I, I agree. I agree with it, and it was some timely mistakes by the by the other teams. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, you can't base one thing on, uh, you know, one play here or there. But you know, he didn't. They, they acting like there was not a whole rest of the team player. Well, isn't there that was that. You're right. There was. They, they didn't say one thing about the defense. They didn't say one thing about the special teams. They said aren't nothing. You guys, aren't you guys in San Francisco uh, basing your loss on those two plays? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got we to go. But I'm going to thank everybody, you know. Yeah, I, I based it on giving up two thirds for a touchdown. Uh, give it on, you know, the, the another third, a long third down play for a bomb up the sideline. You know, I thought it was the two plays: the fumble, the, the kick, and the strip. They went away Ooh. from they went away from Frank Gore running it all, you know, for five or six yards on first down. Scoob, it's over. It's over, Scoob. Let it go. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to All I'm going to do is show it. Come on, man. I'm hold on. Love you, that's what I'm talking about. You guys might get paid money next year. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at Loving That Sports Talk at Yahoo.com. 